Today's episode is being brought to you by Simple Shrimp. Are your shrimp bills blasting out of the water? Use our state-of-the-art shrimping system to farm your very own tasty tasties. Just attach our patented hose to your bathtub faucet to fill up a 50-gallon tank. Tank not included. Install the easy-to-use pump and filtration system, add 14 packets of shrimp eggs, and let Simple Shrimp do its thing. Let your Simple Shrimp grow over the summer, and you'll be ready to feast this fall. Simple Shrimp. The shrimp, the simple way to save money. Hello and welcome to Talking Schmidt. I'm your host, Eric Schmidt. And I'm Greg Burmeister. And we got, man, Greg, so excited about today's show. I mean, normally there's really bad podcasts, right? But today, very exciting episode. And also, just a heads up to, to all the listeners, this uh, podcast is, uh, the guest is a woman. So if you're not into that kind of thing, I guess, you know, just pause now and get out of here get out and never come back yeah yeah we, don't, you know we don't want you yeah we don't want any sexist people i can tell you that much so anyway uh we got a great guest her name is Catherine zini uh and in this episode we're going to talk about uh comedy how she got into it um you know we're gonna talk about uh some some tragedy in her life uh and how to deal with it um but uh, it's a great episode so uh hope you enjoy it Uh, so, uh, where are you from, Catherine? I'm from the Poconos. I'm from Pennsylvania. My family's from Philly, so I tell people that I'm from Philly a lot, but... You do. I grew up in the Poconos. What high school did you go to? I went to Notre Dame High School. Whoa! Ooh. They have a high school, too? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow, did Rudy go there as well? Yes, or? he wow. did. No, <laughs> we actually fun. didn't have a football team. Uh, what? Real small high school. I graduated with 66 people. Were you? What were you doing in high school? Did you do any like arts things or? Uh... Um, ballet. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. That's fun. Yeah, three to eighteen. Wow. Ballerina. Why'd yeah. you quit? Injury. Uh, no, I graduated and I wasn't going to be going to any to like the <laughs> New <here>. York City <laughs> Ballet or American Ballet Theater or anything. It was pretty much time to retire. Yeah. Hang up my jersey. Yeah, you didn't do comedy at all? When Not in high then? school, no. Uh, when I went to college, I joined the theater program or group. It was like an extracurricular thing. But yeah, I did that for four years. And that's how I met all my friends who did improv and shit. And then somebody started a mic as soon as we graduated. And he was like, if you guys don't do my mic, I'll get fired. So please, <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> please do it. So I just did it as a favor to our friend Jamie. And then I just kept doing it and where was that the grape room in maniac philly oh, okay yeah and what college did you go to lasalle lasalle, okay. LaSalle university hmm. so that's when you started comedy uh -huh. huh? were you a freshman or no i didn't it wasn't until i graduated actually oh wow i was really was humiliating i was really into improv in college what, um, my out. friends Don't were worry. yeah we'll thank you just part. bleep it <laughs> yeah. i was really into <laughs> 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 oh, into oh my no. god no my friends were on the improv team and they were really good they were really really funny it wasn't until i moved to new york that i was like oh improv can be very bad Jeez. um not like i mean obviously the house teams at UCB and stuff are very good, but no. there's a lot of, no, they're they're so, some are, they're some are good. I don't care. I'll burn okay. these bitches. <laughs> some are good, but a lot Improv of Improv is an important skill to have. It is not 
a spectator sport. No, no, no one should ever be subjected yeah, do to that. watching improv. I don't do care that. how good it is. <laughs> it's very. It's never good. No, it's it's, it's not fun. It's, <laughs> it's not very uncomfortable. Some improv can be good, but it's very hard. No, for you're it to just be tricked good. into buying drinks at UCB. That's what happened That's to you. True. You're just like, ah, oh, man. I also boiled again. I took UCB classes when I moved to New York, and. They released. Do you remember when they released the grades like after the fact? Yeah, yeah. They were like, "We've been grading you this whole time, oh. <laughs> and everyone gets A's. Like, ever, it's just I got straight B's. Ah, son of a bitch. Furious. Now every time I see one of my stupid instructors in a Dairy Queen commercial or something, I'm like, "Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> piece of shit." You got the participation <laughs> award. Yeah. Dude, how do you get a B in 101? I, I don't know. know. I think I would just like. It's just, I don't like team um, like group project kind of right. stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just pretty much Do you feel like you carried your teams? No, no. I wasn't I was a wallflower. They were like, okay, let's start a new scene. And I'd be like, no, no somebody else I'm gonna do go. it. I'm gonna get out of here. <laughs> just like slowly edging out the door. <laughs> I realize I don't like this. Mm-mm. I'm gonna go. Very bad. Um, is it uh so when did you uh after the first mic you did, mm-hmm. you like did well and decided. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was all my friends. So, and I really didn't take that into account. I was just like, I'm awesome. <laughs> Holy shit, I'm so fucking funny. So, yeah, that helped me a lot because, you know, I think a lot of people, if your first mic is bad, you don't go back. Right. You right. have to have like That's a it. really thick skin. And I definitely didn't, don't now. And I didn't back then for sure. So, uh, luckily it was good. So, I was already planning on moving to New York and I just like went with uh, my head held high like I was the greatest comic in the world. How many years ago did you move here? Um, or went what year, I guess? Maybe? 2014. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then uh, just quickly got into yeah. the same, we all know the same people now. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, that's fun. Uh, is it tough living with and dating another comic? Um, What's his name again? Ethan? <laughs> Ethan, Ethan Hunt. <laughs> Ethan Hunt, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, not really. I think it's because of the particular one that I do live with and date, but all we care about and yeah. talk about is comedy, so right. it's it's good. Do it's, you ever feel like, though, because I, I remember, like, I think Michael Che went on, like, a rant about, like, how he would never date another comic because, like, you, it's your work, so yeah. then you're, like, never you're never away from work. I haven't spoken to Michael Che since we broke up, so I don't. <laughs> was it tough dating Michael Che? <laughs> it was, honestly, he's always going on these rants. <laughs> yeah, he never he shuts to, the fuck up. He had to delete his Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have him on the show next time. Yeah. Honestly, Michael Che, I, I love Michael Che. I think he's really funny, but he seems like he's probably a nightmare to date. So I don't know if that's like like other comics in general, or just like dating is probably hard for him because he's. He seems like a lot. <laughs> yeah, I definitely see the pros and cons for sure. But like you guys, uh, I imagine it keeps your work ethic pretty high. Like, oh, I've got no work ethic. Work e- <laughs> can't even say <laughs> Cut it. this out. <laughs> it's not even in my vocabulary. Uh, like you guys go to the same like mic yeah. or like when you were doing more mics? Yeah, definitely. To, we go yeah. to mics together. It, it, it can get real codependent for sure. But the problem is we also like we can enable each other in the opposite direction where we're like, let's just stay in it. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. There's no don't do that. that. There's no point. <laughs> So-and-so yeah. will be there and we don't want to see them. Yeah. Michael Che will be there. We don't want to see no, him. I can't, I can't run into him again. <laughs> no more rants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's probably, I guess there are pros if you don't date somebody in comedy, cause then you, you can like explore other hobbies and right. things, but 
I enjoy it. What's your, uh, do you have like a strict writing schedule process, anything like that? I have this reminder, uh, because I go to bed around like 1.30 every night. I have this reminder on my phone that goes off every night at midnight that says write for one hour. And every day I dismiss it. So (laughs) (laughs) I have not done it once. (laughs) Um, So I try, but it's usually my like writing process. It's, It's performing and then doing crowd work and kind of like coming up with a new idea and then exploring that like, oh, that did well. I'll keep doing that. Uh, so it's more of a performing schedule you keep yourself on that yeah. maybe forces your hand on the mm-hmm. writing. Yeah. Because that's, yeah. Writing is so hard. It, well, yeah, because like, you're either in the groove or you're not. And, and I'm never in to... the groove. <laughs> <laughs> I sit down and I stare at a blank piece of paper and I'm just like, why would I, what, something's supposed to come out of my head right now? Right, right. How does that work? You use a pen and paper? Mm, no, it's my, my phone or my laptop. Oh, which okay, is so you probably... lied to us. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a blank sheet of a Word document. <laughs> I'm, I'm the exact same way. Like, I can't just, I need to be out, you know, doing something and then an yeah. idea will pop into my head. If I just sit in front of a piece of paper it or my phone, yeah, I just, I get nothing. It really, <laughs> I don't know how people, I think it's when you discipline yourself enough to actually like, you have to be comfortable with the fact that you're not going to create much the first few times. But I don't know. I think John Mulaney said a long time ago, like setting an actual schedule and like going to a different space like having an office or something where you write for- who can afford that though? i know right <laughs> yeah okay um, all you young comics just need an office yeah to go to rent it rent lisa lisa space i don't Midtown. even have a different room in my apartment it's <laughs> just one it's just place. bed <laughs> yeah, exactly i'll move over here are now. you in the food area of the I room just roll over like going to my office now <laughs> toilet and bed <laughs> So I don't know, but I think maybe if I actually committed to trying to write for one hour every day, I would get more out of it. Well, you must be somewhat decent at it because you got like kind of into the Jon Stewart show. Are we allowed to talk about this? I have no idea. No, I let's, signed, just, let's do it. I signed an NDA, but then they rejected me. So I yeah, assume them, I assume I can. Yeah, I got to the second round. So um, what was the um, like, what do you think got you to that? Like, what, like, what of your of your packet? Because it was just one page, right? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even get to the second round. Well, and Greg didn't even know about it. I, I, I have no <laughs> idea what we're even talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Great job. So John. So John Stewart uh, has a show coming out on HBO, and uh, and they did like this massive. Uh, they let anyone yeah, like an open call. An open call. For, That's amazing. Just, I mean, he's like one of my probably my favorite. Aside from Letterman, right. uh, like my yeah. favorite talk show host. Yeah, I ever. think He's everybody so across the board was like, this is the job. Like, this yeah. is the yeah. dream, uh, which is what made it so devastating. <laughs> I honestly, well, they got your numbers I, I wish I hadn't gotten to the second round because I just would have, I didn't expect to. Yeah. And so now I'm just like, oh, well, I really fucked that up, didn't I? Because <laughs> they interviewed you, right? No, oh, no. Okay. I didn't get the, the. I've heard some other people got to that. I didn't I didn't get that far. But what what uh, what was the second round? I don't know. I really don't know if I can say because I did okay. sign something saying I wouldn't. And even though they rejected me, it doesn't matter. Like I don't, they haven't. The show doesn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen some people who are working on it, but not writers. So I don't know. 
All right, so our but, first controversy on the podcast. We've got to somewhere where someone would be like, I cannot yeah. talk about that. I don't know. I mean, once it's a, a, a show, I probably can. I probably can now. I just, you know. You want to be careful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is real insider baseball stuff. Yeah, We've yeah. reached an impasse. I like, that reminds me of this uh, this comic who worked on Celebrity Apprentice. The, yeah. Yeah, you know, because like I've gone on some podcasts and talked about when I worked on it and I was always kind of hesitant because, yeah. you know, we all signed NDAs and this one guy just, I, I mean, he just started doing like huge stand-up sets just telling everything like that dude just Didn't, did not he never got care. sued or anything no i don't think so i don't think so but like awesome. yeah his he was the one he was the one who tweeted that like trump snorts adderall right? yeah, yeah yeah he like Shit. he broke the adderall news and yeah his like youtube clips of his stand-up sets are just blew up and oh, i'm sure he's so in the back of his mind he's probably like <laughs> <laughs> maybe shouldn't have done that it pays but. off to break the nda though. Yeah, i think trump's legal team is a little busy not with him yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> giuliani's got his own stuff to yeah the weekend is coming up and you're probably wondering what to do well have you thought about the beach yes the beach it's super fun out there at the beach plenty of cool people great food and tasty drinks the beach please wear sunscreen Um, all right, let's get into the tough stuff. What's the tough stuff? So my dad, as mm-hmm. you know, had yeah. a uh, had a heart attack, almost died. Yes. And uh, recently, and I realized I was totally unprepared for if he died. Yeah. Um, and you, your your mother passed away. Yes. What year was that? 2014. Oh, wow. The year yeah. you moved here. Yeah. Did you move here after that? No, right before. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm always like. I'm interested and I probably should have asked you this in our personal lives, but like I'll ask you now. Uh, Do you have any advice like for dealing with coping with that kind of uh, huge loss? Um, Yes and no. I saw what did I see on. um, Oh, Mayor of Easttown. I don't know. I I don't know if I recommend the show. It's okay, But also I have issues with the portrayal of philadelphians a little bit <laughs> they're all in like camo like there's a prowler outside of wawa anyway the, the, the snl sketch <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah they murdered my dear yeah. dirt. <laughs> uh, so good but there is one line where they talk about how you never get over it yeah. at all but like you, every day you just like sort of learn how to deal with that and i think when my mom died i i sort of didn't this sounds insane, but I didn't feel anything at first. Like I just felt so numb because it was like so traumatic. And I was like, wow, I'm uh, I guess I'm dealing with this really well. And then half of my face went numb <laughs> oh, man. for like a like a like six months. I was like, did I have a stroke or something? I don't know. I could like hit the side of my face and not feel it. Wow. Um, did you ever like talk to, I mean, did doctors ever tell oh, you what you that know, might have I been? I don't go to doctors. <laughs> we spent the earlier part of this talking about doctors. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. I avoid doctors all the time. I'm with you. But, I have not been to a doctor in a long time. Yeah, all they right. scare me and that's why I'm going to drop dead <laughs> very soon. But anyway, I guess that's my anti-advice is like, don't be like me because I internalize every. I just like bottle it all up and um then half my face goes numb (laughs) so uh i do i do think it helps and i think you have this if you have like 
a close knit family. Mm-hmm. It really brought us together. Yeah. So after my mom died, we we all just like got closer. Having siblings I'm close with, and my dad, who's awesome, was very helpful. Um, yeah. If it was just like me and my mom, I don't know. I don't know what I would have done. But uh, I think the day of her funeral, I was that was like probably the worst day of my life, and I like didn't know how I was gonna do it. Like physically just go through the process. I kept staring at my hands <laughs> just to like ground myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like looking at the backs in front of my hands, like, okay, if I can I can still breathe, I can still move, I can still just like function, then that's like that's step one. And if you get like really micro, you can sort of gradually deal with everything. Cool. Um, do you? <laughs> yeah, cool. cool. That's great. <laughs> um, Neat. Anyway. Do you, uh, do you believe uh, in an afterlife or anything? Or um, do you think you'll see her again? Or? I did until my mom died, and then I just got very nihilistic and like. Man, you picked nothing, a rough time to decide nothing, to give up on that. <laughs> I know. Well, because my mom did. And oh, really? Yeah, she was very spiritual, and and after she died, you know, I don't have like birds coming to my window and like, right. you know you know how people are always like i saw a ladybug and i knew it was my mom like i don't know i don't that it almost made me feel embarrassed to think that way because i knew how badly i wanted it to be real that i was like stupid i don't even care um do you see her in, in your dreams yeah, yeah yeah i definitely right after she died i had a dream that was like really realistic where she was in my front yard and I was like, hey, mom, you know, you're dead, right? <laughs> whoa, whoa. I was like, this is crazy. And she was like, yeah, I know. Oh, wild, right? <laughs> she was like, she was like, yeah, I do. And I was like, well, that's crazy. What's up? We we like hugged and cried. And I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't really matter if it's real or not, because you know what does, of course, that, what does yeah. that even mean? Right, you know, right, right. so it's like it it happened in some form. So that was pretty satisfying, because uh, it really did feel like closure. It was like, and I feel lucky that my brain was able to conjure that yeah. up. Thanks, brain. Like, yeah, yeah, we, <laughs> we got gotcha. you. We did it. <laughs> so that was really nice. Um, I went to a psychic after my mom died, which was really embarrassing. Uh, I talk about this on stage sometimes, but yeah, I drove to Woodstock, which was like four hours. And from where I was living with my dad, and I paid an old woman four hundred dollars in the back of this costume shop in Woodstock, and she told me first of all, we were like a half an hour in. The whole reason I went was to like see it, like is my mom here, and she did not know my mom was dead. I had to tell her. Oh, obviously, is like, my mom I'm, here? She's like, I don't know. Is, <laughs> she's is she like, like outside in the car or yeah. something? <laughs> she's just buying wigs up front. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then she was like, oh, I had to tell her. And she was like, now I see her. What a terrible psychic. There she, of course. I mean, I don't, I obviously don't believe in psychics at all at the time. You're pissing everybody off. UCB, psychics. I know, wow. Michael Che. Oh man, I'm burning so many bridges. Uh, and then she told me that my mom lives in the piano in my living room, which is um, an insane thing to say to somebody. On top of being a fraud, she went <laughs> so out of her way. Like, nobody's playing that piano anymore. We're just like, mom's inside. What the hell? Like, that really upset. And it also made me like, is that, is that what the afterlife is? Because she said, well, I know your mom loves that piano. 
And I was like, well, I don't think she wanted to live inside of it for a yeah, I don't think anyone wants to live in a piano. <laughs> and like, what am I going to be after I die? Like, what am I going to be? Like, now that, to now that your mom's taking the piano, yeah, I, guess I know that's like, not an move option. over, mom. Yeah. <laughs> I loved this piano too. Like what? What a goofy. Ooh, I call the fridge. Ooh, <laughs> that's a good move. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, that's uh. I don't know. I don't know. Back to like your earlier question. I don't know if I've ever really dealt with it because it's it's hard, and I they. They say that time makes it easier, but that's also really depressing because you just kind of get further slowly, away. Yeah. yeah, and you just sort of forget as clearly the person that they were. So my so. Gr- my uh, grandparents, you know, have been passing away since I was a kid. And, same, uh, same, yeah, same. Yeah, same. typical grandparents yeah. shit. That's you know, what you they just, do. Sometimes yeah, you die. That's yeah. the point of grandparents. Yeah, they're supposed to teach you about how to deal yeah. with the parents later <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. Here's that, a little beginner deaths. It really has hardened <laughs> me warm, so yeah. much. When people tell me their grandparents died, right. I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> like that's what they do. NBD. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, I see them because uh, I also don't believe in the afterlife. But like mm-hmm. I, you know, when I see them in dreams, which I like, I do often. I'm like, this is nice. Yeah. It feels like they're still around. I just feel like it's kind of a, you know. Uh, and in addition to just like the memories you have, you get those, you know, you get the dream. Yeah, the dreaming thing is good. My, I remember my dad was really upset after my mom died because he just doesn't dream. He's just one of those people, which is very sad. Yeah, what? I don't know. He just like never has dreams, which is very. So mm. he, he like really wanted that to happen and it just didn't. So Man, that's a bummer. I know. We also on the year anniversary of my mom's death, we went to the hospital where this is very dark but we went to the hospital where she died and just like sat outside and got coffee and like at like the hour that it happened and i think we were wondering if anything would happen you know like i said like the bird landing on your shoulder or something and then a few minutes went by maybe like 10 minutes and my dad was like well this is embarrassing (laughs) 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 and it really is like that's that's why the the spiritual stuff, I have a hard time with it because it is like a little humiliating because you want it to be real so badly because it gives life meaning and like means that somebody's not really gone. But I get very mad at myself for entertaining the idea sometimes because it can be embarrassing. You um you found your mom's cameras and you've been like oh, yeah, using I, them, right? Oh, you brought it, it today. Yeah. 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 Um, that's a really, like all the pictures you always post, uh, uh like the old ones are, mm-hmm. it's always really cool. And uh, I found a box or like a bunch of albums of her photography from when she used to live in Europe and just traveled around a lot. And that, that's actually something that's been really helpful that I can't recommend to other people because not everybody has the same experience, but just being able to have this like, uh, just document of her life has been amazing. It's been kind of hard sometimes because I don't know who certain people are or where she was and I can't ask her, but it's nice to just like see her there. And the pictures are great. So yeah, they're so cool. She She was really really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, She was, she was really cool. And I do think that can be helpful. Like this sounds strange because it's such a massive loss when somebody that important and that vivacious dies. But if they are that kind of person, you sort of still feel them for a very long time. They're just like their presence. I don't know. 
I don't know anything like scientifically, but you could you like physically feel them around for a long time. Have so. you like uh, have you been able to figure out who any of the people like? Are? Yeah, well, my mom's best friend's still alive, and my aunt, and so they've answered a few questions. But cool. Yeah. So you like uh, you're getting stories, I guess, maybe yeah, from some of these people. I, yeah, it's totally I, really nice. I do have a gist at least of who people are and, and where they were. Cool. When did she live in Europe? Oh, she before you, obviously. Yes. So when she was like 16, she went to visit my aunt who was living in Switzerland. She stayed for a while and then she went back to college and then she went back. It was like her favorite place in the world. Freeborg, Switzerland and all over Switzerland. Um, so she would go back all the time until she started having kids. So it seemed like she really liked to travel. Then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She loved to travel. Where she was she was from like, originally? Philly. Oh, OK. Yeah. But her um, my grandparents were professors and they were very like worldly. My grandma made me call her grandmère <laughs> because she she spoke French. She was a she spoke Latin, too. She was they just loved to travel and and they spoke all these different languages and they like sort of instilled an appreciation for other cultures that trickled down a little bit. Well, I think it's so cool that you've uh, taken up the photography stuff it you know it, it, it yeah. feels like a really cool closeness to have it does know? yeah it's like it, the camera's from 1968 it still works perfectly it and it really does help me feel closer to her like this is the camera she used and and it's got the strap on it she kept it in such good condition so yeah that's been really nice cool yeah and where can people find the pictures that you're posting from on uh, my instagram um cat ZD. Cat ZD. <laughs> yeah. all right um, and then your podcast, Suicide Pact. Yeah, yeah, Suicide great Pact. podcast. By Thank the way. you very much. Yeah, I'm that's... a subscriber. Mm -hmm. Thank uh, you. Yeah, Thank you. I listen to it until you guys say mean things about me. <laughs> Come <laughs> on, I'm that's like, right. what we do. <laughs> Good way to keep in touch with them. It's I guess. usually Ian, right? <laughs> I hope. Yeah, we talk a lot of shit. We we uh, we enjoy that. Um, it's a very <laughs> we say horrible things about people in a fun way. Yeah, you guys have it's, such a good chemistry. Yeah. I mean, you know, you live yeah. together and everything, yeah. so naturally, it's uh, yeah, it's yeah. really funny. It has been very fun, and uh, yeah, how long have you been doing it? Hmm, like, two years, three yeah, years, almost, like one and a half, almost two. Yeah, uh, you guys have your own hot sauce. We do. That you do with Julio. Made by From Julio. Cantina Royale. Yes. Lots of plugs here which for was, so many oh yeah, businesses and companies. Just featured on Hot Ones. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say again. that. That's, yeah. yeah, that's amazing. So it is like really good hot sauce. Oh, I know. I've um, got a few bottles. That, which uh, The one that people get through your podcast mm -hmm. Patreon is called unlubricated anal sex with the devil all right we gotta put a we gotta put an nc-17 rating on this episode now. we were just trying to make fun of like the over-the-top names that people give their hot sauces well you I, nailed it thank you very much <laughs> you hit all the hot words yeah. uh yeah suicide pact listen to it it's uh dark and mean and fun you guys have like a dedicated uh fan base too right mm -hmm. like they they email or they reach yeah, out to you yeah. uh, yeah, with, we got with weird. What's the weirdest like shit you've you've had from a fan? Because hmm. I feel like there, I've seen you guys talk uh, ab talk about it. Weird, uh, weird ones are I don't I don't really know. Just people, just wacky people email us sometimes. But the my favorite shit is when artists, people who are really talented, like the show. Like some guy just wrote us a song, and when we first 
read the email that he wrote us a song. We're like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but it's really good. And, yeah. it's, and it, it's just so nice that people enjoy it this much. They take their time to to show appreciation. It's great. Cool. So, yeah, we play that at the end of one of our recent episodes. It's really good. Do you think you guys will start doing a live show uh, again, like I'd, a stand-up show? Probably, yeah. I'd like to do that. You want to uh, go back to Parkside Lounge, or where are you going? Listen, I don't want to speak ill of, of the dead. <laughs> but uh, that wasn't really worth it financially for us. Okay. It was uh, it got a little pricey. Also, the time they gave us was way too early. It was just, right. uh, yeah, maybe not Parkside, but uh, someplace else. So um, just kind of a last question here. When you wanted to move to New York and mm-hmm. start doing stand-up comedy, what did you think it was going to be like? And then what have you found it to be like? Well, I actually, I I joined a, or I, I auditioned for a theater program, an acting like conservatory thing when I first moved to New York. So that was kind of, stand-up was sort of secondary but I, I realized it was what I was better at and that I wasn't going to be, I'm just, I don't have it in me to be grinding at like acting auditions for, for like hemorrhoids or whatever every day. I just couldn't do it. So I didn't have huge expectations. I luckily just started doing mics and I had no idea what to expect and I just really liked it. And I mean, it can, it's awful too. It can be really, really demoralizing and, and humiliating and stuff, but I guess I'm um, masochistic enough to to keep it going. Well, you're getting paid to do it, yeah, so yeah. I mean, you're you're on the you're on the track here, you yeah. know. So yeah, so I, I had no idea what to expect, but uh, it's been. Did you have someone like a friend go before you to kind of Sean? Uh, oh, so my friend Sean yeah. actually did a mic in New York. I think it was at Old Man Hustle, and that's a tough that tough room. Uh, and he ate shit. And <laughs> he like Got another bridge. He, he has, no, he talks about this all the time. It was like the worst experience of his life. And he never went back. He was like, why? I hate what that's so awful. Why would I ever do that? And so we're just, and you were like, Ooh, sign yeah. me up. I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so uh, it's a shame that I, I say, if you really, really love it, don't quit. Even when you uh, are questioning why you're doing this to yourself yeah tons of ups like, and downs you know doing you're it, just so. gonna miss it yeah because yeah. you're always gonna love it well Catherine, thank you Eric, so much for being you. on the show thanks for it's having fun me. to have you we got we got into some dark stuff yes we did but we got into some light stuff too we and that's life did. baby yes, hey that's so <laughs> so go listen to her podcast yeah. follow her on the social suicide pact and then uh, what's your twitter handle the same thing cat zini Zini with an N. With an N. Yeah, it's, it's ZD on Instagram because somebody already took Cat Zini on Instagram and they've never posted a goddamn thing. <laughs> ah, have you offered to like buy it from them? I've never, no. Just be like, I'll give you 50 bucks. Give me my I name, you bastard. I don't know if I could. All right, so listeners, harass Cat <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zini. Yeah, yeah. If we start some kind of cyberbullying campaign, I'm behind that. Follow Cat <laughs> Zini, yeah. harass Cat Zini. Exactly. Yeah, the hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Kat. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Likewise. Greg, take yeah, us Yeah, thank you. There we go. That's how we get out of here. <laughs> so fun uh, to talk to Catherine today. Um, it was, uh, you know, we, we, we went a lot of places. Um, you know, I, I cried 
Well, I didn't, and she didn't either. So, but it was, uh, it was still. We went all over the place, and it was, it was great to have her. Mm-hmm. So, and if, and if you're, if you were, if you left the episode thinking, "Golly, I sure would like to have more of her content in my life," uh, you can just Google her, uh, Catherine. That's C A T H E R I N E Zini Z I N. And check out her podcast, Suicide Pact. It's terrific. On the internet. Yeah, you can just you can just look that up too mm-hmm. with the old Google machine. Uh, this podcast brought to you by Google. Thank you for listening.